thank you for joining me today on Hope for Heroes Texas. This is Brad Cornell, where we serve those who serve us as they carry the weight of the badge. It's gonna be a long one, another graveyard shift. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hope for Heroes, the Weight of the Badge podcast. Man, am I fired up today, like I am almost every day, but I'm really excited about the guest I have on today. He is a legend already. He just retired from the APD, Austin Police Department, here not too long ago, and uh, he is a -a one-of-a-kind guy. I'm telling you, he was the, the president of the Austin Police Officers Association for 30 years. He retired from there. He was also retired from the uh, retired Army, 35 years there, and uh, he is just one of the greatest guys you ever want to meet. In fact, without him, I don't know if Hope for Heroes would have made it too far to begin with because he, we needed someone to support it and um, really get behind it. And of course, it was kind of a challenge at first because nobody's ever done this before like Hope for Heroes. If you had a chance, go to HopeForHeroesTX.org would be, uh, and you can check out just what we do. But I just want to say that it's an honor and a blessing to have this gentleman on my program today. He's a great friend. Um, he's been just a, he's a leader to the max. And now he has gone from retired from the Austin Police Officers Association and, of course, former president of the Austin Police Officers Association. And he is now the school resource officer for Travis School District. So help me welcome today to the Hope for Heroes Weight of the Badge podcast, a great friend and a uh, an awesome, awesome officer, Ken Cassidy. Welcome, Ken Cassidy. Thank you, Brad, for having me on again. So what do you do? Like if you, uh, cause you went from, I mean, you were right in the middle of everything with APD. I mean, my gosh, you know, when it comes to the union and comes to the, the contracts and all the things you've done all over the years, was it a big step? Not so much down. And what I mean, you know, position wise, but just mentally, cause you were, you, know, whew, you were engaged, man. I was engaged. I, I still am. I try to be as engaged as I can, but I needed a break. Um, you know, a lot of people in the community don't know. Right before I retired, one of the things that kind of pushed me out the door was I had a heart attack at work. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd had three stents placed in my heart, and that was a big uh, eye-opener. And as you know, I've lost some weight after uh, I left, and it's been a lot easier without the stress. Uh, the, the stress of this job is minimal compared to what I had. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, where you have the stress is you're responsible at the high school for 4,000 kids. That's a huge oh, high wow. school. So we have 4,000 kids moving around all the time. And, um, you know, that's a, a big responsibility. And dealing with kids' personal issues, you know, you might have, um, I dealt with a little girl this last week that um, was having problems. And it turns out that uh, she was just... Uh, um, you know, dealing with trying to tell her family that she was pregnant and, wow. um, and you know, trying to convince people that, uh, you know, well, she was depressed and upset and, you know, no reason to, you know, I was trying to convince her, you know, there's no need to, to try to hurt yourself or to do anything drastic and that we'd get through this and we we're able to get with a counselor and then uh, work through that. And now she's, you know, better off today than she was last week. Well, fantastic. That's just one of the assets that you bring to the job, your experience in so many different areas. So what? how many resource officers are there? Like you come to work in the morning and then there, how many? Yes. Yeah, our, our hours are typically um, eight in the morning until about five o'clock at night. 
Um, our, you know, the school district uh, has enough money to where they, they they like us there for a lot of hours, and we're at every sporting event. And if you know Lake Travis, they're Gee, highly yeah. competitive in sports. So at every sporting event, there's always a police officer. So that's uh, extra duties for us that we get paid overtime for. But during the school day, uh, we do enforce the traffic laws on the campuses. Oh, do you? Uh, they, we do, and there's uh, we have the same authority as any police officer in the state of Texas given to us by TCO. So uh, my uniform looks almost the same as it did at APD. It's just a different patch. And uh, I tell you, I've really enjoyed it and getting to work with the kids. Um, you know, the, to be quite honest with you, the, the main duty that we have every day is make sure the kids are safe. And if we had an incident like Uvalde, uh, to be able to stop it immediately. We have uh, on our high school campus, we have three SROs. I'm one of three. And then all of our middle schools, um, have a, a resource officer in our elementary schools are going to have resource officers starting next year. Well, I know that school's safer because you're there. <laughs> That's for sure. There's no, there's no hesitation with you in taking the, uh, the situation into your own hands and making sure it happens the way it should. So, that's one thing that's always been impressing about you, Ken, is you don't mess around. I mean, you take care of business and you don't, you don't hesitate. So that's you know, exciting. Hesitation can kill you. So yeah, uh, that's what I've always thought. And you have to take uh, immediate action in a lot of these cases, and and uh, you know a lot of them take a lot of uh, you know counseling and and uh, just working with kids through the problems. And, and I really enjoy that. And uh, being older in life now, I'm just turned 55. It's, um, you know, a really good step for me and my family because I'm able to kind of work at my own pace and, and uh, work with these kids. And then, you know, they, they really need uh, help in today's society, the way it's going. Yeah. Now, do you become kind of like buddies with them? I mean, do you go in the morning and go, hello, sir? I mean, you have guy, you know, is it kind of that kind of thing? Kids, you kind of come to know them. You know, it's funny because I did Stranger Danger this last week with fifth graders, and you know they all love to hug on you and kiss on you and want to see your police car in the middle school. Um, you know, they become a little bit more standoffish, and then in high school, they typically either really, really like you and come up and spend a lot of time talking to you because they're curious about what they do, or they or they don't want uh, any type of uh, relationship with the police officer. And that's just typically uh, how the high school kids are. Uh, but the, for, you know, 99% of the time they're very respectful and, uh, they understand that we're there to keep them safe. Yeah. You called it stranger danger. Is that what you said? Yes. Stranger danger. So, <laughs> That's cool. What, what has happened there? So, uh, just talking with the fifth graders about, you know, uh, don't get into kids car or I'm sorry, don't get into adults cars. Um, you know, don't, uh, you know, certain things that you don't fall prey to, um, because the uh, you know you can end up getting hurt and just talking to them about uh, um, you know fire safety and different things, just trying to get them and remind them that there are still dangers there. Just uh, try to work with the elementary school kids and make sure that uh, uh, they're living uh, and you know a safe living a safe environment and they don't make any mistakes uh, because there are predators out there in our communities that uh, uh, would love nothing more than to do harm to a child and then that's what we're trying to prevent i'm thinking the worst and hoping for the best yeah we ain't superheroes we're just ordinary people 
Hey, folks, Brad Cornell, Hope for Heroes here, and uh, I'm excited about today's podcast, The Weight of the Badge. This program is sponsored by the Apache Rifle Works up in Comfort, Texas. Paul Duran Jr., my gosh, what a blessing he is. So thank you for your sponsorship of this program, and we want to thank you again for what you do for the, all the officers and all the people that are uh, needing guns. Go to Apache Rifle Works right there in Comfort, Texas. Do you see a bunch of bullies? I mean, do you see as you know, you have four thousand kids. Is there a group of bullies, or is it is it not like that anymore? Is it kind of just like, like a little it's different? A, Brad, it has totally changed. Um, you don't see a lot of one-on-one or group bullying. What you see is cyberbullying. Cyberbullying and making uh, fun of kids on uh, the internet, um, posting. Uh, pictures that someone wouldn't want to have out there um, anywhere from um, you know embarrassing type situations to sexual situations and and uh, you know the state's done a good job of, of creating a good bullying law uh, to where the assistant principals and the administration of the school can handle those types of situations uh, if they need to and the kids have, are made, um, it's made very clear to them when they come into the campus as a freshman that it's not tolerated and that, uh, you know, we've had uh, kids uh, commit suicide because of cyberbullying and it's not good. And, and, and um, um, you know, it's a cowardly way of doing things, but that's just the way things are done these days uh, because of the technology. Yeah. Do you, de- I mean, do you deal with that too? They say, hey, we got to keep, you know, do you, do you deal with that? Yes, I've done uh, numerous uh, cyberbullying cases so far. Um, none have led to criminal charges, but uh, they, they, it can get to that bad. And it has at other schools. I talked to other SROs and other school districts uh, to where it can lead to criminal charges. Um, but so far, it's just uh, figuring out who's doing it. Um, and usually you have multiple people doing it. Like uh, one person will send a picture and then it goes from one person to 50 people. Yeah. And you have to interview all these kids and talk to them about, you know, you know, what happened, you know, what, you know, why did this happen? And then usually, um, if there's any discipline to be given out, it's given by the, uh, administration, uh, through either, um, it could be anywhere from community service all the way to being, uh, suspended and kicked out of school. So that's, uh, just a wide range of things that happen. I bet a lot of it is they don't realize just the damage it does. I mean, do they realize the damage that they're doing by that kind of cyber bullying? That's, you know, when you're a, a, a young teenager, they don't. And yeah. They don't, and that's what I try to make clear to them is that, you know, you're hurting this other person and, um, you know, try to put, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, person in the other person's shoes to have them, you know, <laughs> realize uh, this isn't funny. It's not a joke, and it's really hurting people or hurting a person. And um, you know, that's uh, just a very common thing that we deal with these days. But well, that's really good. They've got you. They've got you there because you've been shot at so many times. And uh, <laughs> I don't mean literally. I mean, well, yeah. that too, probably. But I meant, yeah. you know, being in the job you were in as the uh, president of the police officer association was going on with the city council and all that. You know, even when I get negative attacks on uh, Hope for Heroes, you know, through the website. I'm just because I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You know, yeah. some of the stuff that people send me and it's just like, do you really, I mean, even though I, you know, I mean, we got, you know, white shoulders and just let it go. It still bugs you. So I can't imagine a kid that's out there when it's all over the internet, you go to school and everybody's laughing at you. 
I mean, it's got to be tough. It it, it is tough. And, you know, I mean, the kids sometimes, you know, make comments about, you know, the SROs or about their teachers. And and we try to talk to them about, you know, the, the, uh, you know, just because you're, you know, 18 years old or 17 years old, you know, the comments that you're making are are hurting people. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things about my past is I have a very, my documented past and the, and the kids have, have found different things that I've done in my past, good and bad, and, and they'll bring it up. Um, and then you just talk to them about, you know, the circumstances you're involved in and, and, you know, they're very, um, if you can explain it, they're very understanding for the most part, but, uh, they have, uh, access to Google and, and all those things that, uh, can bring up people's past. And, and, uh, you know, we've had some really good conversations about, you know, politics and the way things are, are in Austin, Texas with the city council. And, and, uh, you know, there's just, uh, you know, lots of different things and learning moments out there that I've been through that, uh, actually can help these kids. Oh yeah. You know, it's really great that you're right. I can see where that would be a big asset because you can tell them, yeah, okay. You can look at my past, but look at look what you're creating your past now, and it's going to follow you the rest of your life. So you better pay yeah. attention. <laughs> yeah, because everybody I, has a past. Absolutely, we do. And I've, you know, because of that, you know, I get asked to be a guest speaker in the criminal justice classes on occasion. I get asked to uh, talk to debate classes and people in government classes because of uh, you know what's happened here in the city of Austin and, and talk about those things. So it's actually. Um, it's been a really good learning experience for me and the kids and some of the teachers um, because of the uh, past history that I have. Yeah. Well, Box, how's your, um, what's the future look like? I mean, what are you looking to retire from this in the next 30 years or are you going to, I mean, you know, you're so I'm active. Probably, I'm probably going to stay in, in this position for five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the, and the main reason for that is that adds another five years onto my pension. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I really, I signed a second one year contract last week. Um, so we, every year you have to commit or, or tell the school district that you're going to leave. And I will be back for another year, uh, which has really helped. It's, uh, you know, remodeling my house, my wife's uh, managing that and, and, uh, I'm, I'm paying for it, man. Now, there you the, go. That's the way it works, isn't it? <laughs> that, that is the way it works. And, and, um, you know, we, we've really enjoyed that. My wife is, uh, uh, really gotten big into education, and you know, as you know, she's a pharmacist, but she's doing a lot of tutoring. Yeah, uh, with uh, kids and high level math and science, and that uh, is something that helps kids. And my wife really enjoys. Well, you tell your beautiful wife for hope from hope for heroes, and we said hello. I will do that, <laughs> and uh, I look forward to getting uh, involved with the chili cook-off coming yeah. coming to it soon, and. And uh, working with Hope for Heroes again on some projects. Well, I'm telling you what, we're looking forward to it. I'm working on a beautiful ranch. You're going to just knock your socks off when you see this. So there's some exciting things happening at Hope for Heroes. But the most exciting thing ever happened, I should say, from for uh, Hope for Heroes, Ken, was having a relationship with you and having you step in and believe in it. And hopefully in five years from now, you can step back in here and do what you do because you're so awesome. Everybody misses you down here in Bernie, Texas, ask about you all the time. And I said, ah, he went back to high school. I appreciate that. It's funny. I worked uh, a couple of nights ago. I still work with uh, one of the technology companies here, Cirrus Logic, um, on uh, some security details. And I worked with Officer Scott Rhodes two nights ago. Oh, wow. 
a great weekend he had down there with you guys last week and and uh, what a blessing it was and i mean he just poured the the praise on on you and and uh hope for heroes so that uh, i know you're still doing great things because i actually talked to someone this week about it oh well fantastic yeah what a great family that is gee whiz yeah. he's got such a great guy he and his wife and his little his little cowboy his little hero uh uh what's his name i can't think of it now but anyway, he's got a cute little two-and-a-half-year-old son. Well, great, Box. Well, I really appreciate you taking time in this early morning. you got so many things going on, building a house and taking care of your job and keeping your little wife under control. I should say she's keeping you under control. But uh, yeah. I just want to say thank you so much, Ken, for all you've done and all you continue to do for so many. And thank you for the way you've saved these officers and that, uh, the way that you've just – now you're taking care of kids and saving them. So you're an honor. it's an honor and a blessing to talk to you and you're – you're just one of a kind, brother, and we sure want to thank you from Hope for Heroes and the weight of the badge you continue to carry, and you carry it proudly, and you're, a, you're just an, an awesome man of God and a great officer and a great man and a great friend and a great every husband. My gosh, I could go on and on and on, but we appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you, and, and uh, uh, tell your beautiful wife hello, and, and uh, I will get down there here in the next few weeks for a Saturday because I, re I really do miss that. Okay, well, doors wide open for you, brother. Anytime you want to come, we'd just love to see you. And you know I'm going to have you speak if you're there. So absolutely, I'll do it. <laughs> and thank you, and then thank you to everyone that listens to the show. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Hope for Heroes runs on donations, and and so uh, it's, it's a huge uh, help when people will will uh, see what our mission is and, and donate money to to make sure that these officers are taken care of. Well, thank you so much for that. You're absolutely right. And this July 1st is going to be amazing. We're going to have a big, it's going to be a big deal. Not only the the um, chili cook-off with our first responders, 20 teams, but we've got a big car show and we've got a, we got petting zoos and we've got country bands and we're going to have just an incredible time. Hey, wait, I can't wait till you come down here and see a $200,000 deer blind. That's going to that, blow your mind. That will be special. I've, I've, I've seen plenty of, of two hundred dollar one, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start out in a forty five dollar when you're a kid. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, Mr. Cassidy, you have a blessed, wonderful day, and thank you again for coming on the Weight of the Badge podcast. We'll talk to you again. Hey, so glad you joined me today. Now you're going to want to follow us because we've got some upcoming episodes that you're not going to want to miss. See you then. Of the bad.